time of utter madness. All right, it, it, it's really getting to be crazy. Uh, this past week, we saw some riots happening in um, uh, Charlotte's, Charlottesville? Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia, Virginia, and other places, but right. the main one's Charlotte. It seems to be, yeah, just like we think of Hiroshima, you know, we don't talk about Nagasaki as much, you know, here <laughs> it's supposed to represent a bunch of other ones. All right, so what's happening is that the, the battle between the Antifa, which is uh, short for anti-fascist, uh, you know, putting aside the fact that they are the fascists themselves, and the supposed um, white uh, supremacists and the KKK and otherwise, you know, th that's what's happening, okay? And that has led to all sorts of name-calling and finger-pointing, particularly at Trump, uh, for the notion that, you know, he didn't say enough uh, about how bad he thinks the white nationalists are and such. You know, he was pointing out how vicious the other side was as well. And we can talk all day long, and we're not going to drill down too much about it, about the fact that, you know, what were they thinking when they, they gave a permit for these white supremacists, uh, so assuming that that's who they were, uh, because that's, what, that's been the blanket uh, description for them, and, and then decided it would be a, a good thing to have other, an Antifa movement uh, to come right there instead of kind of keeping them at bay and having appropriate security to avoid exactly this kind of conflict. It, it wasn't too hard to predict. You mean you don't put dogs and cats in the same cage? As it turns like out, no. Oh, yeah, huh. yeah. Glad, uh, glad I right. know that now. Thank you. So, but but what's going on now? And, and again, not to drill down on that because it's you know this is a timeless show. It's just one of so many examples of of police being told, for example, to stand down. Uh, the whole issue that we had with Michael Brown and all the other uh, uh, folks out there that, that were claimed to have been killed as a result of police brutality and racism, uh, that is what's operating these days. And so you're getting to this madness sort of cycle where people just get very animated by uh, the slightest conflict. So Michael Brown, for example, even though he was the perpetrator, well, then it's, you know, the facts don't matter. Uh, what matters is that there are a whole bunch of white cops uh, somehow beating up uh, black people, but nevertheless, you know, you don't see any examples of those. Otherwise, they would have been on the news. They wouldn't be presenting uh, examples where uh, it's, they're fake just for the, for the sake of, of showing that there is a multitude of other real-life incidences. You would think that they would focus on the real-life incidences. Why am I bringing all this up? I'm bringing it all up for the simple point to show the craziness that's going on, right? And the, the dogma of the left has the memo that they've obviously spread around, you know, internally, informally, formally, whatever you want to call it, is to, to interrupt, interfere, impede the administration's efforts, all Republicans for that matter, but particularly the administration and particularly Donald Trump himself, so that he can't get any of his agenda done. They can't point to any of his successes, and we'll talk about those in a moment, because the last thing they want to do is to have the New York Times or otherwise say, you know, it's a good point, uh, you know, the, the stock market is doing very well, unemployment is doing really, you know, really well, inflation is really low, uh, our handling of North Korea is fantastic, uh, the way that he browbeat down uh, Syria and do the red line and bomb the, the, the crap out of Syria at the right time. Uh, the way he fought back on Neil Gorsuch, um, you know, these are successes, and, and there are many others. So the Keystone Pipeline and such, they don't want any of that to be brought up. 
I guess I did speak up a lot of the other issues too. But more important to them is to impede and interfere. Look, the lessons of November 2016 for the Democrats should have been everyone can see your BS, right? Hillary, you're a liar. No one trusts you. Surprise, surprise. We're not going to vote for you. <clears throat> we want an outsider. That message was coming loud and clear. We, we don't trust Democrats to some extent. We don't, we don't trust insider Republicans either, but especially insider Democrats. P.S. We were really annoyed with Obama for eight years. We don't trust him. He did all sorts of funny maneuvers, and, and, and he peed on our leg and told us that it was raining. Or if you like a PG version of that, it's he spat on our face and told us that it was raining. Okay, the Iranian deal is a good example. The, the Benghazi nonsense, um, saying that it wasn't ransom for those hostages. I can go on and on. The, the, the truth is that they don't realize, the Democrats don't realize, that 2018 will roll around for the congressional districts and for some Senate seats, of course, and they're going to get slaughtered. If they keep this up, this sort of, I'm going to just... You know, mug people. I'm going to beat people up who disagree with me. I'm going to call everyone a hater, including Donald Trump, of course. Everyone's a racist. Everyone's a homophobe. Everyone's, you know, and, and they're, they're defending um, radical Islam day in and day out. It's not going to go well for them. What's going to happen at the ballot box, uh, whether it's secretive or not, and, you know, people tell, express themselves or not, is that they're going to say, look, I think this world has gone mad. I don't want these guys in to office. I don't want another Democrat, in other words, to, to be even more crazy toward Donald Trump. You think I like that? You think that? You think the average citizen is is jiggy with this? That they law, uh, that they like disorder, they like chaos. I'll tell you what they like. They law, they like law and order. They like stability. They don't want to see their, you know, dramatic change every single second. I know that's what you guys like. You progressives love that. You want to see every statue down, right? And we'll talk about that in a moment. You, 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 you want uh, all transgenders to have rights. You want to have all, all gays have exactly the same right. You want to redefine marriage altogether, right? You, the whole world needs to be different. You, you want everyone to get free money. Everyone should have a free iPhone. Everyone should have a $20 minimum wage, right? You, you should test everyone for, uh, for affirmative action purposes to see whether or not uh, that, you know, they've... Uh, hired enough people and such. It, it, taxes should be even higher than they are today. No one's paying their fair share. It, it's just too much change. And it's dr dramatically going to affect our national psyche, our social structure, and our economy. Global warming, of course, the climate change dogma. That's, you know, as if that's not enough of a change it, that would completely flip everything we know about the economy. And you have, uh, also, you have to change, everyone has to change their attitude when it comes to uh, what they say in, 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 in their offices. Google is a good example. Uh, these people are, are told to, you know, very tacitly and sometimes very directly told to keep your conservative opinions to your goddamn self. And if you, if you say anything, you speak your mind, you're going to get fired. It's, it's Orwellian. It's, a, it's totalitarian. It's not even doublespeak. It's not even these strange codes that they use. They, they tell you directly, you will have the right approach or, or we consider you a, a hater, right? So, you know, everything is changing so dramatically these past 10 years. Another example is Obamacare, 
right? I mean, they, they say, uh, you know, the whole thing is about repealing Obamacare. And they think that, that by, that somehow, because of the fact that we didn't successfully yet a repeal Obamacare, that therefore the people really want Obamacare. No. First of all, it's only the legislatures, legislators who have failed to repeal Obamacare. Okay, that's, and it's only a question of two, maybe three senators that, that are in play here and to replace it with something different. And we can argue about whether it would be a, a better, different thing. But you think that they want more, more people to, to make it more difficult for Trump to repeal Obamacare? No, no, no. They want to repeal Obamacare. You're frustrating it because you're so in love with Obamacare, this disastrous policy. But again, again, it's, it's another example of dramatic change that they, they, the far left wants to thrust upon you. You have to, to accept it. And I'm telling you, my Democrat friends, and I'm, I'm predicting this, good for today. If, if things continue on the way that you are, you are moving forward, bad things are going to happen at the ballot box for you guys, okay? This, all this hate, all this rhetoric on your end, uh, calling, you know, twisting every uh, word that Trump says, and even when he says a, a Proustian poetic turn of a phrase, and he says it so beautifully, and says all the high marks that are necessary, you say, well, he should have said X, or he should have said X better, or emphasize that. Why didn't he bring this up? And that's the topic du jour. And you, you wonder, really, this is what animates you. Here's another thing, and I told you I was going to get back to it, is, is all these statues. You see these people uh, rioting and just pulling down these statues of personalities that offend them, right? Robert Lee, the, the, gener the general of the, the, the Confederacy. Well, you know, let's take that down because, you know, he was a hater and uh, he, he supports slavery, in the, in the South. Never mind that there's, there's all sorts of differences associated with that. It's, slavery was, the South was not just about slavery. It was something else also. It had its own culture beyond slavery, right? I mean, I, I'm much more than just being a vegan. I'm much more than being a mountain biker, right? I'm, I'm a, a man about God. I'm Jewish. I'm a lawyer and so, so many other things. And if, you, if the only thing you, because I'm a mountain biker, well, there, and something, I don't know, bad happens about mountain bikers, you decide, I'm going to destroy him because he's a mountain biker. Well, what about all the other good things I've done, right? I mean, Robert Lee still loved America, right? I mean, he, he was still, there was something, there was things that were way beyond that. But I'm not getting into that right now. I'm just not getting into that. The, the whole point is that these people, they, they, they claim to be interested in government making mandates for everything that they want and that they hold dear, Right? But when it comes to things that, they, that the government is not doing, well, they'll just do it themselves, right? They're, they're totally fine with mob rule. Or things the government has mandated, like constructing these monuments in the first place. They can't just leave them there and resolve to remove them over the legislative or social processes that are acceptable right. that take uh, time. Right, a little bit of time, just a little bit. Like propositions, yeah, it might take a year or two, might take a, even longer than that. But you know what? It means that people have spoken. And they don't like democracy. They don't. I mean, clearly, this mob rule is not democracy. No, the mob that tore down a statue the other day, I think in Maryland, just did it. Yeah. It's not, that's a democracy. That's vandalism. Right. That's right. Whether you like that, there are plenty of monuments that have nothing to do with the Confederacy that I don't like either, but you don't see me vandalizing them. Right. And now, and this is, very, this is a new thing, um, you have a lot of people calling for the 
taking down of memorials, the Washington Memorial. The Jefferson. I'm sorry, the Jefferson. No, Washington also now. Well, the, it, the, it, the, maybe, maybe the, the Jefferson Memorial discussion started on an episode of the Charlie Rose Show where Al Sharpton suggested it, and Charlie Rose didn't uh, object. Then that swirled through the media. You know how they have their, all their topping points and their little listserv news groups, and then it moved to Washington. Now they're openly discussing getting rid of Washington. As yeah. if there's no redeeming value for George Washington. Right. So, so what you have is, this is even worse in a sense than the mob rule of taking it down. Because a mob rule, you can say, well, you know what? We just need better police, and you know that, that's illegal. We know that it's illegal. Um, but when you're talking about a serious legislative process, and you're asking Congress and the Senate to uh, take down a Washington statue or Jefferson statue and such, you're basically asking. Uh, the the Congress and the Senate to erase American history, people who are otherwise fantastic leaders. I mean, there's no doubt that George Washington was the among the three finest presidents we had, and a fantastic first president and a fantastic general. And but for General Washington, <coughs> we wouldn't have uh, America today. And you know, with all the blessings for that. So, but I, I don't want to draw down too much on it. I'm simply saying, what's going to happen when people go to the ballot box and they say? These guys want it, to... It's too much change. I'm not willing to go that far. And and that's terrifying to people when they sense that... You know, look, I mean, it, anytime you, you, you go through an earthquake, and here in Los Angeles we've had enough earthquakes, uh, but even for those uh, veterans of earthquakes like you and me, um, it, when it happens... It's a very weird feeling, right? It, it's a it's a feeling like the, the ground underneath you might open up. It's very unsettling. It's it's more than, in a sense, it's more than a, than a hurricane. It's it's uh, your foundation is falling apart, and I think that's the same thing that people will, will begin to feel when they go to the the ballot box. They're going to feel like the very foundation of America is under threat. Yeah, and your analogy is so perfect about people who are not from earthquake country going through an earthquake because there's two realizations we as veterans of earthquakes have. First of all, there's the, oh, uh, you know what, excrement <laughs> that it's happening. The second is the realization that we know what's happening, but it's still scary because we don't know the severity of it until it's over, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but what Americans, like you're articulating, are going through is the oh excrement feeling of what is happening, but this is uncharted territory of radical change, of which they elected Donald Trump specifically to not take us towards. Yeah. That's what the whole thing about making America great again, all of that in his inaugural address about acknowledging the existence of the forgotten man and refinding our purpose and reestablishing the great traditions and foundations that made us great once and will make us great again that are universal and timeless. That just won in a landslide. Yeah. That base of voters did not suddenly change their mind because Trump hired or fired Michael Flynn or got accused of colluding with some Russia, uh, you know, um, in some, uh, you know, uh, intangible way by some Democratic wackos. Right. We, we, well, to be clear, it was a it was a clear electoral landslide from a popular vo- a point of view. Of course, uh, Hillary won. But that, that's not the here nor oh, there. there one, one point about that not to drill down mm-hmm. to. Recent auditing has found at least 3.5 million fraudulent votes cast in the election. Wow. 
And uh, didn't Hillary win by two million votes? <laughs> yes. So goodbye on the popular good, yeah, yeah. The, goodbye popular margin. Right. Okay. I, I wouldn't I'm be surprised. I'm talking about the real attitudes of real Americans, not right. You know where what the fluctuations or the you know uh, right. margins based on this or that variable. Okay. So so either way, the point yeah. is that the point that is your analogy, your perception of this issue, how you're nailing it, is straight on the the hammer on yeah. nail on that. Yeah, it's it's really scary. I mean, you've got people that uh, re- they, they just don't understand it. I think your point about Trump is a good one too. P- they they just didn't get that message. We are tired of it. We we want things to get done. First of all, we, there's too much government overreach. We're tired of the Democrats, um, and we think you're going too far. That's that's the bottom line of what November 2016 meant. To it should have meant should have been the message that the Democrats received. They didn't receive it. Instead, they doubled down and tripled down and quadrupled down on, on a childish tantrum. I mean, once they're in power, I suppose they can just, you know, which is, you know, a nightmare for you and me. But they, they don't have childish, childish tantrums. They just simply do crazy things. But when they're out of power, that's when they have the tantrums. They can't believe they're out of power because that's not to, to them. It's not the natural order of things. It's, it's as if... You know, everyone is driving on the left side of the road all of a sudden, and, uh, you know, uh, donkeys are riding people. And, you know, that's how absurd the world is to them when a Republican is president. That is not the natural order of things. Only when a Democrat is president uh, do things make sense to them. Is, uh, is the, does democracy work and so forth? And then they're proud of being Americans. Whereas we're always proud of being Americans, we just, we're just bummed that our message hasn't gone through. All the right? time. All the time. Yeah, we sometimes lose, and we accept it and we, go, we, let's figure out a way of making this better. Right. We, we, we internalize it, and we say, how can we avoid this happening again? How can we win again in the next uh, November cycle, right? Right. That's, that's our question that we always ask to ourselves. When the Democrats lose, they, they, they point to you. They point to the Republicans also, and they say, you cheated. The Republicans did it. Uh, you know, and, and some other lie like that. You were fraudulent in some other way. Yeah, okay? and, and the racist uh, and, did it. Right. And, and to so your forth. point, and this is so important. Look at the difference between the Black Bloc Antifa, which is repackaged Occupy Wall Street, repackaged Black Lives Matter, and compare that to the Tea Party. We lost badly in 2008, and our response after seeing what was happening to the country was the most peaceful political response movement in the history of the world. Yeah. No violence right. at Tea Party events. And when clean, violence and was clean. and clean and trash is picked up and no littering. And whenever violent elements showed up at any of our rallies and pretended to co-opt us or pretend to be on our side, our own people got rid of them and took them out of the place. That's exactly right. Look at the opposite. Look at the violence, uh, the violent rhetoric of the Women's March. Look at the violent intimidation at the airport protests in response to the alleged travel ban. Look at the responses on Berkeley and at uh, the New Hampshire College with Charles Murray and at the Oregon Colleges and on University and, of Missouri. And, and the recent Virginia attacks. And, and the Virginia thing in Charlottesville. It's violence, 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 and more violence for every course of the meal from the left. Right. And then... I think this is an important point that must be well, said. And, and then there's the microaggressions that we're talking, to use their own phrasing, of what happened at Google 
and the intimidation yes. factor. You'll be fired if you if you don't join the global warming movement, if you don't don't join the liberal movement, and otherwise, right. academically and were, or scientifically, you name it. Right. And there are reports that physical violence was threatened and actually engaged in under the purview of the Human Resource Department in, in Google, meaning they, they don't only engage in rhetoric, they engage in violence. And then the response of people like Terry McAuliffe is, and even establishment Republicans is, well, we have to curtail this violent rhetoric. Well, that's an oxymoron. Rhetoric is not violence. Uh, violent. Rhetoric is words. Words is what you want, even if they're disagreeable. It's violence you never want, because violence means people get hurt and people get killed. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're very right about this. Look, it, it leads a little bit into our next point. I keep on saying, um, you know, at what point do you say things are going too far, right? So I have a question for our lefties out there. And uh, for all you lefty friends of, of ours, we have a lot of people who are lefties, uh, liberals and otherwise, who, who listen to the show and on my Sunday show and, you know, just friends. And I ask this question. Because I, I love asking this question. You know, you know, the first question I always ask them is, is there any liberal program that conservatives have opposed that has worked, that you, have, that you know about? Okay? Social Security is not a good answer, by the way. Don't even try to go there. There are no good answers. So stop trying to find the answers. Exactly. We've covered that. Right, right. So, and, and, and again, I tell them, you, have, you don't have to respond in the next two minutes. You don't have to respond in the next two hours. You don't have to respond in the next two days or two weeks or two months or two years. You have all the time in the world. You get back to me with a program like that. I will vote Democrat. Right. When you find it, right. we'll be here. Right. So just, you know, <laughs> I promise. All right. And so they still can't. It, it's really remarkable. All right. So uh, and then, you know, I, I have uh, one one. I keep on showing you examples. And like, but all he says is Social Security. Um, and, and that's really it. And the stim- and national parks, right? The yeah. Yeah. But but great story this week really fast about the horror that is Yosemite. Well, right. I, I, I agree. Not working. National of course, parks not working. And, and it's dangerous too. These <laughs> right. places. It's not working. But but by the way, remember my my litmus test is not what liberals have proposed, but liberals what they proposed that conservatives have opposed. Okay, and we didn't oppose national parks. In fact, Teddy Roosevelt, a Republican at the time, yeah, started uh, he, them. Uh, yeah. yeah, he started them. And he, he believed that the conservatism required that, and, and I love national parks. I don't have a problem with that, you know. But I think it, I think we ought to, in order to make it better, privatize it. Look at Central Park. Look what happened. With, with, that was that's a great story. They privatized Central Park, and now it's a safe place and a wonderful place to go. Anyway. Uh, let's not go too far there. I, I simply, and here's the next question I ask our lefty friends. Is there anything in the progressive platform where you say, whoa, that's just too far? Yeah, okay. late-term abortion, multiple transgender and species marriage. What, what, what's too far? Yeah, what, what would be too, what would be too, is there anything that, that already exists now that's in the classic progressive agenda that has uh, you know come and gone, or is still existing, like tra- the transgender rights issue. Uh, is there anything where you say, uh, I don't know? I, I, I mean, gosh golly, I'm a progressive for sure, but this issue, this X issue, I, I, I'm not with it. Yeah. I'm not 100. You know, like we have California conservatives, right, who are very conservative on so many issues, but they may be pro-abortion, pro-choice. Uh, they may be for, I don't know, global warming. Okay, so whatever. They have one issue, but they're still conservatives. Is there such a thing for you where you say, 
And I'm not talking about one of you kind of squishy Democrats, which is fine to be, where you're fiscally conservative and socially liberal. I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about you as a lefty, okay? And you know who you are. You as a progressive. You're socially liberal and you're economically liberal, too, meaning that you love the stimulus idea, you love the high taxes, you love the minimum wage, um, and you love... Uh, trade deals and such like that. You, you're all about that, okay? Yeah. Is there a tax level that's too high for you? Is there a level of government control and regulation that's too much for you? Is there a level by which an uh, enemy of our country can cross requiring military intervention? Example, what if Iran takes that nuclear weapons program that Obama allowed them to have and uses one of those weapons in one of your beloved cities like San Francisco, Oakland, or Seattle? Imagine Oakland is vaporized. Right. Is, Are, there, is yeah. there a military response you're okay with right. for it? Is there a minimum wage that's too high? Right. Is there, is there a point in affirmative action where you say that's not fair to white people? Yeah, or to the majority, but whatever. Yeah. Is there a uh, term, uh, you know, a, a time in a mother's pregnancy which is, you know, too late to have an abortion? Is there? Right. Or an age that a child crosses where post-birth abortion is <laughs> because some of the people are, right. on the left are advocating for the ability to kill babies after they're born. Well, so, maybe maybe they'll say that, you right. know. So, but, but, but we're but, trying to just find that line. Right. But but they're so absurd in some areas um, that. They'll say, "Of course, you're being absurd." I'm not gonna. I'm not for the killing of a baby. That's not abortion. That's killing. Although they call it abortion now, they're trying to call it abortion even after the pregnancy. That's my point. Okay, and but but you where you say if you're a progressive and you just said to yourself, "Come on, Ari and Barack, they've gone off the rail here." They, of course, I'm against that, right? But you, sir. You five years ago, you were the one telling me, not you, Ari, but you, progressive, Mr. Progressive, you were the one telling me five years ago that the notion of a man going into a woman's locker room or a woman's bathroom willy nilly because he felt like it, that would be absurd. You said that. Right. Or the legalization of child molestation would be absurd. Right. Or let's go back to Andrew Sullivan, uh, circa 2001. The notion of gay marriage ever being the law of the land is absurd. The gay rights movement doesn't want it. Remember, Sullivan is a gay man who right, right. was saying that. Right. No, it was. It was all. It was all. That you know, things have changed. But I ask you, and you're, you're welcome to email us at info at lurry-law.com. Go ahead and email and say where the line is too far. But right now, I mean, of course, they'll they'll say crazy things right now because some things are not on the the radar. Right. So of the existing. Issues of the day, transgenderism, abortion, gay rights, polygamy to some extent, right? Sharia law, um, the uh, the travel ban, all those things. Okay, is there any one of those or others that that are existing today, where you say we're going too far here? I I, I do want some restrictions here, uh, and then tell me what those restrictions are, because I, I put it to you, Ari, that I think that most people. Uh, most progressive, I should say, um, they're in it all the way. Okay, it, it, they, they, it's almost as if they wait for people on, on, on their team, the progressive team, to tell them what to think, what to believe, and so forth. Okay? Now, a lot of progressives will write me, I, I just hear it now, I can, I can hear them typing already, saying, what are you talking about? I'm my own man, I'm a, my, my own woman, I have my own thoughts very much. Great, then tell me them, Okay? Because I got to tell you, every every time I talk to a progressive, and I, I talk to them very politely, where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on that? 
and, and I say, where is there any? Are there any limitations? They can't think of any, because they've already been told. And I think the reason why Ari is because they've been told that this limit is great, you know, and and it, it's all acceptable. So they just wait for someone to tell them. They don't ha- ask questions. They don't. They don't seem to think that there is such a thing as as murder of a of a baby, right? They they don't they don't get even squeamish about the idea, unless you put it right in their face. That, then they get squeamish. Yeah, don't show me those pictures. Right. No, you no. sure this is what this is good. You, this is what you're advocating, right? I don't want to see that. Right, <laughs> right. Or or twenty two. You want to see what uh, fifteen dollars an hour looks like? Yeah. Come come with me to this yeah. little local pizza store. Yeah, Thank remember you. a couple of years ago, I think you were and I were at a same Shabbos dinner, and I was talking to a liberal, and I think you saw this, and I said to him, "Well, I support the twenty thousand dollar an hour minimum wage." And he went, "Whoa, that's too high," and I went, "Why?" Yeah, why? What, what? Well, business can't afford it. Really, business can't afford it. Barack, uh, could your business ha- doesn't your business have trouble with a twenty dollar minimum wage or a fifteen or a ten? Right. I mean, you employ people, right? That those yeah. all create problems. Yeah, they do, Ari. And I said, well, if that's bad, then right. why are you right, <laughs> saying exactly twenty thousand right. is uh, the limit? It's so true. The, the arrogance of it, because they don't even they don't even stop to think like, why am I saying that fifteen dollars is, is okay? Yeah, and because it won't be stop at fifteen, It'll then become twenty. Yeah, we and, have and, cost it, of living. Yeah, that's inflation. Right. <laughs> well, which is which is caused directly by the minimum wage. The minimum wage will be the primary reason why inflation hits through the roof. That's the main reason, because you ask any medium-sized um, operation, any of them, even even big operations, they'll say, I'll just pass it on to the consumers, which means increasing on in prices, right? Right. And imagine what will happen to the value of each and every dollar if Zuckerberg and Richard Branson gets their way and everyone gets free money from the government. Right. You know, the value of each dollar floating out there suddenly becomes less and less and less. And I keep thinking, if Zuckerberg... Uh, wants people to have a minimum income, why doesn't he take his whole fortune, divide it by 325 million Americans, and cut everyone a check? Yeah, that, they would do pretty well. Yeah, why, is it, why does it need to be policy? Right. You know, think globally, act locally, do it yourself. <laughs> exactly right. The, the other thing, though, and I think this is the, the crux of what you just brought up, because you said it, and you answered your own question. You're talking about progressivism. Which, by definition, constantly progresses, meaning as soon as you hit a limit, we progress past that limit. As soon as we get to that next speed limit, progress past that one. It's a it's a perpetual motion machine of progress. And and they're told what progress means all the time. So, people who would who would just call you so absurd for believing in transgenderism five years ago are now calling you a hater for not believing in that. It's, it's really uncanny. So, so these people are robots. They are. They, they think that conservatives are, but they, they're so wrong on that. Uh, look, I guess the point is that among conservatives, you're going to find so, many, so much more nuance among conservatives in terms of what they believe, even when it comes to God and faith and such like that. We are not monolithic by any stretch. And the progressives, wildly monolithic, wildly so, especially if you call yourself a progressive. Now, you may not act consistently with your progressive beliefs. I, I know many people who... Um, uh, Don't who, let their kids do drugs or yeah. advocate that their children engage in hard work oh, or get totally. angry if they take money from others without paying for it. Well, how about yeah. this? They, they, who, don't send, who would never dare send their kids to public school? Right. Right? I mean, that's the <laughs> ultimate. Right? So, but, but nevertheless, they believe progressively and they believe everything about it. All right? Now, I want to move on to my next point related to this. 
All right, and here it is. He who writes, what's the expression? He who uh, conquers, who he wins, gets to rewrite history. There's something to that, right? But here's something different. Uh, sometimes you need to know that people are trying to rewrite history right before your eyes. You know, we're in a cultural war of its own, uh, in, in a sense, right? They're getting ahead of the game. They're trying to rewrite history before the war is even over, okay? And, and that will help them win the war. Look, if you, if you demonize America so convincingly, so thoroughly, you're going to win the war because if you convince uh, everyone or confuse conservatives even enough to wonder whether or not America was a good country, whether it stands for liberty, whether limited government is a good thing, whether socialism might be far better and so on, you're going to win that war. You're going to win the war of ideas and therefore the, you're going to make America a socialist country. It's, that, that's the fight that we have. And the war is the war on truth. We on the right have to defend truth. That is the ultimate uh, war that we're fighting. Okay? Uh, Prager says this very, very well. Uh, truth is of no relevance to the left. It's not a left-wing value. It's a right-wing value. It's a conservative value. But truth means nothing to the left. Okay? Truth is, uh, if it happens to coincide with something that they want to advance then, yeah, they're all for truth. But they really don't care about truth whatsoever. And, and, and they also don't care about freedom, and they don't care about, about free speech. But those are another, other topics for another day. But remember that. Uh, truth, freedom of speech, and freedom itself are of no concern to the left. Their only concern they have is agenda. So if you know that, if you understand that, and it, it is, that is a truth, my friends, you, you understand that your role is to defend the truth. It's uh, in the same way in the old days, uh, civilization spoils were the woman and the treasure right in the castle. All right, they're, they're trying to go for that. that is, that's their game. And if we lower the drawbridge enough, if we don't defend the castles, if, if, the, if the walls are not strong enough in the castle, they will come in and they'll raid and pillage and rape and, and, and everything else you can imagine. All right, we need to understand that the truth and history itself is under attack. Now, this, and the reason why I bring it, why I say it's related in the first place, sorry, is that the tearing down of these statues is far more frightening than we think. Okay, we, we can look at it and say, okay, you know what? Uh, these guys, these jerks are tearing down these statues and ain't that a bad thing and it's a mob rule and everything else. But, you know, it's one thing if it's done in just a, a random frenzy, in a, in a mob attack like what would happen in 1992 or, for that matter, what happened in Baltimore and such. They just smashed windows. But the windows didn't represent anything. I mean, in a sense, you can say they represent civilization, but you get my drift. They, they, they just want to express their rage. But with a statue, you know, I think people are treating this as if it's just another, uh, you know, casualty of a frenzied mob, right? Oh, and they took down the statue. No, no, no. They took down that statue, that particular statue, because it offended them. This statue was a statue of, uh, what's his name? Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. They, th that's the one they took down? 
I think so. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, just so you know, events are moving fast. They, it'll, they, it'll, they've taken out a lot in the last right, 24 by, hours. Right. By the time that this uh, by Friday. <laughs> by the time this is actually posted, yes, you're right. This podcast. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, it'll be Washington and Jefferson too. Yeah. Well, but. he'll update you on the Sunday show, and I'm sure we'll have an addenda next week. That's right. Yes. <laughs> with, a, with a complete list. <laughs> so, you know, right now the argument is, well, this this man was uh, a man of the South, and he was supporting the South and the Confederacy. And such and, and you know the Confederacy was all about slavery, so uh, we find that so contemptible. We're going to tear, you know, we're going to take down the statue, and we're going to, you know, applaud ourselves and everything else. So, so understand that they're doing it specifically for the content of what the statue is is about, right? It's not just a uh, a glass uh, on a storefront window. It's not just burning a random car to express your frustration. They're actually specifically targeting that statue because it represents something and they feel good about destroying that part of history. They don't like that part of history. You see, and people are, are scratching their heads and they're saying, well, you know, maybe they've got a point. I mean, after, you know, probably they should vote the taking down of these statues, you know, to, to observe the law and order process. Uh, but the question is of whether or not we should have these statues at all. Well, maybe they've got a point. Because after all, if, if Germany still had uh, statues of Goebbels and, and Hitler and Himmler and Eichmann and so on, you know, we'd be rightly outraged as well, right? So they can make that comparison. All right, fine. I mean, there is, it's, there is no comparison, but le- nevertheless... You know, those horrible men, it, the only thing they were about, it was annihilation of people and anybody who was not like them. It was about pure racism. Um, but I'm not even defending these, these Confederate figures of the past. I'm simply saying that, you know, you can say, let's do this by a regular law and order process. If you, if you don't like that statue of, say, Robert E. Lee, and it's a big controversial issue for what, whatever reason, let's post, you know, put it to a vote of the people whether by proposition or legislative vote in the state and or the city for that matter, and they say, you know what, let's take this down or put it to a museum or whatever they want to do with it. At least there's a democratic process going with it. We don't value that statue anymore. We as a people of Birmingham, Alabama, for example, we don't like this statue. Take it, take it down, okay? We may think it's stupid, but nevertheless, they're entitled to do that, Okay? But that's, it goes beyond this, because if you think it's only the difference between mob rule versus doing it by a legislative or proposition ballot, you're wrong. What they really want to do is take down history altogether, because it won't stop there. You know, it, it starts off with what seems almost sensible, the notion that we don't want to celebrate Robert E. Lee, right, the, the famous general from the Confederacy. It, it won't end there. I mean, they're already talking. Some pastor is talking about getting rid of Washington and Lincoln. We talked about this earlier in this segment. Uh, in a move of supreme irony, news broke today that in Chicago, someone lit a statue of Abraham Lincoln on fire. I chalked that up to the job the public schools must have done for this person. But right. It shows you how indiscriminate the, the left's terror and the racial campaigns can be. Well, my guess is that guy didn't know anything about Lincoln. Uh, well, obviously. 
So he, he, he might have just done, done it out of pure rage because he knows that that man lived around the time of the 1800s. So, so, so therefore, he must have been, you know, one of those guys, Not forgetting, of course, who the good guys are. I mean, I always wonder, like, when, you know, I understand when, when you have a battle and this guy's wearing gray and that, that guy's wearing blue, you understand who, uh, who the other team is. And so you can, you know, stick your bayonet in that guy, right? Oh, when they're all bronze, they're hard to tell. Yeah, but when they're all, when, <laughs> yeah, when they're all bronze. Yeah, when, I mean, look, I mean, that's why even in basketball, uh, the very least what you try to do is you do shirts and, and skins, right? I mean, you, you got to differentiate yourself somewhere or another if you don't actually have different jerseys with different colors. So I, I think they just look at all those guys, the bronze, like you say, and say, okay, he must be a bad right. guy too. Uh, or, or better yet, they just look at the years, if they even know what a year is. Right. <laughs> and they yeah. say, oh, this guy lived uh, 1820 to 1865. Okay. Uh, and it's Lincoln, for example. Yeah. Uh, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're done. You're one of these bastards. Uh, sir, sir th- th- that man was the one who emancipated, emancipated the, the slaves? Emancipated? What does that mean? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I know. No, I'm stepping on your toes here, but I just it just has to say, obviously the plaque at the Lincoln um, bus said Republican and not American Union Party. Oh, as right. On Google <laughs> National Union right, Party. Yes, he would have been okay. Yes, with that's that. exactly right. Okay, but but let's let's have some fun with this because it won't. Like I said, it won't stop there. You, and, and people will say it. Bright people will say it. Not just these random people who are stupid enough to not know the difference between the Northerners and the Southerners, right? But they'll they'll argue. Look, you know Washington. Going back to Washington again, he owned slaves. He was a part. He, he was part of that establishment that cultivated and encouraged slavery, and he profited from it. And by golly, we're going to take down his statue. Okay, and we feel darn good about it. Why wouldn't? It, why couldn't that argument be made? Same just, thing with Jefferson. Same yes. thing with all the other. So many of the founding fathers. Not all of them, but many of the founding fathers had slaves. Right. And. And they didn't like it, or they freed them later on in their lives for whatever reason. That won't be counted in in the uh, in in the courtesy side of their yeah. argument. And P.S. Going back to Lincoln, you know, one can make the argument if they actually know enough about Lincoln, and they won't. But <laughs> you know, Lincoln was no um, no civil rights leader. He was he would not be marching with Martin Luther King hand in hand. Yeah, and and because he was he's a product of his own times, right? He didn't think that blacks should be slaves. That's what he fought against, for sure. He thought that was evil, and, and he's a great man for that. But he didn't necessarily say, and not only that, but we should all be in the same schools together, and all, we should all be drinking from the same water fountain, and we should all be whatever, working in the same workplaces. He didn't, he didn't say that. On the contrary, he, he, he felt that blacks and whites uh, should be separate. You know, he, he didn't think they would get along. He didn't think that, that they should marry each other. So... Today we would call that racist. Yeah, and, and that's right. The, that's, but, but so, so, so why right. not take down his statue? Right, and that's such an important point about you're making about what what we remember history for is we remember the history of what the guy did relative to what other people were doing in his time and why that needs to be memorialized from that time so we can aspire to be better within our time despite the mores of of the vast majority of our peers. That's the issue. And and isn't it interesting, I'd love to hear your take on this, is, is, you know, we've talked over and over about the obvious, which is the left only destroys. It's always subtractive, right? It's always, we'll destroy that Censor this, don't say that, shut up this, less speech, not more speech. 
if there's such a problem with Robert E. Lee riding on horseback in bronze, why don't you find a place nearby, like in that park, and construct another memorial to Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad? Right. Or why don't you construct another memorial to the uh, uh, abolition of slavery and the abolition of Jim Crow? And again, this goes, though, to the issue that they never show you the scoreboard. Right. They never want to tell you how far we've come, baby. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you like know, that, but like, they never they never add stuff. It's always you know, get rid of. You've you've um, you've hit upon an interesting thing. The 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 advertising slogan of Virginia Slims, right? Remember that from a not so long ago. Back when cigarettes were legal. Right, yeah. and, and the magazines would say. You've come a long way, baby, right? Yes. And, and that was targeted to women as if somehow this is a great thing, and now they have the opportunity to, to smoke just like the men do. Isn't that great? It's so, so weird. <laughs> to die of the same Right. <laughs> but but the, it begs the question, putting aside that kind of irony, um, the, the question is, well, you say you've come a long way, baby, but what does that mean? I mean, it, that, that slogan, forget about the cigarette stuff for, for a second, you've come a long way, baby, Putting aside the phrase "baby" too, right? I mean, oh my God! But anyway, that, you never get away with that, right? But you've come a long way, right? Whatever your group you are, whether you're black or a woman or gay, whatever. The, the truth is, you have come a long way. Yeah, as a Jew, I'm thrilled with how long of a way we've come. Right, but they don't want to keep that scoreboard, like you said. They want to simply let you uh, think that nothing has changed, that racism is alive and well. We're just no, we're no different than we were in the 50s and the 60s and the 40s, for that matter. Uh, nothing's really changed. And in, in fact, it might even be worse, don't you know? <laughs> and uh, I, the, the lynching phrasing and all that. Oh, it's just, it's so bizarre. So the last thing they want to do is actually let you look at history. Because if you did look at history, not only would you see how great this country was, how, in fact, it was for limited government. How, in fact, we were about freedom uh, in, in Vietnam and, and every other war, every war that we were fighting. How great we were, right? How, how innovative we were. But it would also, but by, by studying history, you get to compare where we are today versus where we were then. In other words, you get to see how far you've come, baby. And that is something that they just can't tolerate. That's a big problem for them. And yeah, and that's why we call this segment, You've Come a Long Way, Baby, right? I, I, I like that expression, and, and thank you for kind of evoking the idea, Ari. But doesn't it say it all, right? They, they don't want you to think that. That's the they, last not thing. Not only do yeah. they not want, they can't have you think that. Right. The second you think that, they've lost permanently. Right. Well, because they, they, suddenly you realize, my God, we have a good. Now let's figure a way of making it better. Right. You, the, the, you're not allowed to see the, even the graph that, where the it shows, you know, the, you know, the hockey <laughs> stick. Where you have a cute, cute thing. No, just the, the, the graph, like a stock market graph, right? It goes yeah. slightly up and down. But, but in the big picture, of course, you see it's going up altogether. But if you only look at the intraday, um, a graph, you know, you'll see, oh, it's going down. This is horrible. But can you just pull back a little bit and you'll see this very nice graph showing the improvement in race relations, in uh, sexual uh, relations, yeah, in standard gender. standard of living. Whatever, yeah, whatever thing you want, pollution, you, you name it, we're doing better than we ever were. It's, it's hard to imagine any other area where things are getting worse. Oh, I'm, I'm putting my hands up. I now know an area where we are losing uh, freedom, okay, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, 
uh, respect for God. Those, those are, there, there are some problems. Those are the areas where we really do have to, to worry. But in terms of all the things that the liberals claim, the left in particular claim that they're afraid of and that they're terrified of, they're in fact actually doing quite well. Race relations, gender relations, you know, sexual orientation, uh, respect, and so forth. All those things are doing amazingly well compared to the past. Yeah, if, if you were an honest liberal, and I think both of us may sometimes call ourselves that, is in the classic liberalism of the Enlightenment, yeah. you would have to be thrilled with the election of Donald Trump. He is the most uh, just a cosmopolitan Republican, I think, in the history of the Republican Party. Right. You know, I mean, where is the, the far Christian right stuff coming out of him? He's in a mixed uh, a family where there are Jews in his own family. Yeah, Orthodox Jews, <laughs> Orthodox too. ones. Yeah. He's yeah. married to a foreigner. Right. He, has, he, he has friends who are gays and black people and everything. I, uh, what is wrong with this guy, really? <laughs> no, he was on the cover of Playboy. Yeah, no, of course. See, it, it's so absurd. Um, and, and you would think if he's such a racist, right, they would come up with something about him. That they've got such a, uh, what's the word? They're, they're chopping the bit, let's put it this way. They're chopping the bit to find anything about him because they really hate, I've never seen anything like this in history. But they don't care about history, right? That's the whole point of this. Yes. I've never seen anything like this in history in terms of the, the desire to bring down a president on a not just daily basis, but hour by hour, minimum by minute basis, and they're constantly trying to trip him up. I guarantee you, if there was a slightest hint of a racist statement that he ever made, the man's been alive for 70 years. You could have found something, right? And those 70 years, most of it was very public, right? Yeah, we have four years public. of it wide open. He was, in fact, putting it in the public right. for us. And, 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 and you and, made and, a great point I want to interrupt you about because it, it comes to exactly what you just said. Remember when they came out with the Billy Bush tape? Yes. And you brilliantly said, that's it? <laughs> right. And they unleashed it now with two months ago? They have nothing. That's right. It's the same thing. You know, yeah. Because you knew your history and you know it now. Right. If, if the Billy Bush tape was all they had in the campaign, they had nothing on this man. Yeah. If all they have is Russia, 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 and he's a Nazi, they have nothing on no. this man. Yeah. It's extraordinary. It, and, and they would have found something. And by the way, it's not just you know, tape recordings that he may have made in this or that speech. Which, you know, he, plenty of speeches, probably more speeches than most congressmen had, have had. But, but he's also encountered so many people and dealt with so many other people, both national and international. And any one of these people could have said, you know what? I had this meeting and Donald Trump told me not to hire any black people because he doesn't like those black people. Right? That would have been so easy. Right? But they didn't even find that. Right, about the thousands of people. Right? Now that we told them, they'll probably make that up. That's right. Oh, we, oh we should have thought of that one. Do we have to get from this crazy Brock Lurie podcast to get these ideas? People, I'm, I'm counting on you. Get out there and do, do what he said. <laughs> Find somebody. That's really cute. Anyway, so history is a spoiled war. But I want to have more fun with this whole thing with the statue, right? So um, our, our good friend Jacob Glucksman. All right. He came up with a very, very good comparison. He said, well, you know, he, he was in Egypt uh, a couple of years ago, and he saw the pyramids. And he learned, don't you know, that those pyramids were built by slaves. Well, tear it down, baby. <laughs> That's what he says. Let's tear it down. Right? I mean, you, you know, he, we see it as a, an amazing feat of um, uh, architectural structure. 
and it's one of the wonders of the world, right? No, no, no. He sees it as a um, a construct of slavery. <laughs> That's all it is. To be fair, so tear it down. he doesn't. He's joking. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, being, I'm right. being ironic. But, but, and he's so right because every set of pyramid throughout the ancient world is that's now being used as a tourist trap yeah. by some modern country is culturally appropriating the labor of those slaves for modern profit without paying the royalties. You, you bet. Uh, and P.S. Any, you think the Taj Mahal was built by uh, independent contractors? You mean union yeah. workers? Union workers and subcontractors <laughs> who had the rights of mechanics liens and everything else on there? And Labor Day off? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> Workers' rights now. Tear it Tear down. Tear it down. <laughs> so, I mean, we can have so much fun. Uh, uh, so, I think you said, Ari, in one of your postings um, that Theodore Roosevelt on Mount Rushmore, right? Well, don't you know he was a hunter? And uh, hunters, well, they're awful people. All right. Yeah, that was, the, by the way, that was Jacob again. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. it's a great point. Yeah. I, but, but you know, let's blow it up. At least blow up his face. Right. right? I was I'm for changing the Woodrow Wil- the uh, Woodrow Wilson golf course in Los Angeles because you know Woodrow Wilson reinvigorated the KKK and segregated the federal government. Right. So for me, he's the greatest racist of them all, Democrat, right. and he should be stripped off of every public school, every golf course. And by the way, there's a very good reason to get rid of honoring. Woodrow Wilson. Robert E. Lee historically did not want to fight against America, and he was a man of supreme honor. The reason he is a Confederate general is honored in, in all these monuments is because he represented the virtue of all Americans during a very difficult time. And although he fought against the North, four forces that are not the best, the Confederacy, to say the least, evil, he did so with dignity and honor. Right, and he lost with dignity and honor, and his surrender at at a a pom whatever that city is in Virginia, was again a very important moment in history. And so they constructed all these monuments him in Virginia. There's a good reason for it. He 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 lost with pride and dignity, and the North was so impressed that they even uh, played Dixie. Uh, for the, the South, out of respect for, for the South. But, but, but putting that aside, I mean, I, I kind of want to go back to this. Um, you know, history, you can blow up any history, and it's an excuse to blow up history. That's what this is all about. They, they want to justify the erasing of history because someone did something that was not so perfect, did not align with our 21st century values today. Yeah. Liberal values in particular. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I would also add that they have a big issue with Civil War monuments because, God forbid, these things stay around and people start asking questions like, oh, what party was the Confederacy uh, heroes in before the Civil War? Oh, yeah, War? they, they got to shut that down real yeah, quick. Yeah, they, they, don't, they right. never want that question answered. All right, so two more things. You have also, um, and, and then I think I'll wrap this up because it's, it's just really to the point of what we want to say. Um, you, can, you can find anybody especially a man in history, to, to express the virtues of the distinction between men and women, right? As it turns out, in the year 2017, that dog don't hunt anymore, right? You're, you're not supposed to see any distinction whatsoever. So any feminist will say, you know, tear down that statue or, or burn that painting or whatever you like, or burn that building for that matter, because that man actually believed that men and women were different and they had different skills, and it doesn't matter whether he praised women for the for the differences that they had. No, no, no. There, there was a difference, unacceptable, 
tear down that man, as it were. Tear down that history. Yeah. How about that? John Wayne opened a door for a lady once. Yes, exactly. Because he thought right. she should have it open for her. Tear right. it down. Tear it down. <laughs> So we might maybe we should re, really recall this tear down that history because I think that's what that, that's so similar. I, I, I like uh, you've come a long way, baby. But, you know. but if our, <laughs> we'll if, see. if people email you at info lurrycom or whatever, info at lurry yeah, law um, I'll I'll be more than willing to change the title. You <laughs> vote the for the fact. title. No, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that's right. Um, we'll put it on Facebook or something. Anyway, uh, but here's something that's scary, and I'll say it as though we're talking about the same format, right? Where we joked around about getting rid of the pyramids, and we joked around about getting rid of the Taj Mahal and and Mount Rushmore and so forth. Why not say that we should get rid of all Christianity and all churches? Because after all, the only, only reason why they survive, Notre Dame and otherwise, is because of the horrible Inquisition and the Crusades. That's the reason why. We need to tear them down. Okay? And that's terrifying. Oh, wait, you say. That's what's happening right now. Does that scare you a little bit? Because it scares the frig out of me. That's exactly what's happening. It's exactly the pattern that you're beginning to see now with these statues. So don't think, don't, don't see these statue topplings only in that narrow context. In fact, it's happening all around us all the time. It's the erasing of history, and this is their excuse to make make themselves feel better. But more importantly, this is the tool that they do, that they use to use to do just that, the destruction of history. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week. 